This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. is closed the border is secure and the border is secure uh, the border is closed the border is secure and the border is not open we have a secure border i can tell you the it, the border is secure by what measure is it secure now sir so there there is not a common definition the president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else he really has uh, we're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border as you know the president has done everything that he can uh, he's done that alone uh, without the help of republicans why aren't you guys stopping the flow at the border we are stopping the flow at the border secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure yes and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security the removal of of Title 42 does not mean the border is open. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system. We have done a lot of work here to fix the system. I think the message um, uh, uh, is, in fact, not to come uh, to the border. I don't think the more than 1.5 million people who have been removed or expelled uh, from the border would consider the border open. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated, they're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like, we actually, no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what, ha- what is happening. But that's not, it's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not exactly how. exactly what's happening. That's uh, Newsbusters. I'm Mark Levin. It's a thrill to be back. But there's more, Mr. Producer. Cut 14, go. It is my testimony that the border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. 
is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border, and that is what we are doing. The border is secure. And there's more. So the border was secure three weeks ago, four weeks ago. That was the Democrat talking point, the talking point from the White House, the talking point from the DHS secretary, both under sworn testimony and otherwise. It was the talking points from every single Democrat in the House and in the Senate, the talking points of the Democrat Party media. The border is secure. Now, all of a sudden, if you don't pass this bipartisan legislation, the border won't be secure. First of all, let's look at the lineup. You have Mitch McConnell, who's an open borders guy, and of course Chuck Schumer, who is a lawless reprobate. You have Joe Biden, I'll get to him in a minute, who has intentionally burned down the border and anything that secures our country. Then you have the usual rhinos. You have Karl Rove out there with his whiteboard and his seven points, swearing that he actually read the bill. No, he didn't. I read the bill. He didn't read the bill. You have other Republicans who've gone out there and have made fools of themselves, lying about what's in this bill, and I challenge anybody to try and read it. First of all, it's very thorough, very bureaucratic. You can see the tricky language. What they do is give with one hand and take with the other. They would effectively legalize the millions and millions of people who've come into the country illegally, this 5,000 a day, they said, well, that doesn't mean 5,000 a day are allowed in. That's the threshold. After that, we have an emergency. You can close the border. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody's supposed to come into this country who's coming in illegally. Nobody. What do you mean 5,000? The Secretary of Department of Homeland Security under Obama said over 1,000 they had... A disaster on their hands. Now 5,000 is the threshold. This is how Washington works. This is how our ruling class elites work. This is how they work inside the Beltway. Where their policies are not felt. As they are in the rest of the country. And they're lying to you. I want you to listen to this. You don't have to hear the substance of every point, but I want to show you what Joe Biden did. What Joe Biden did when he became president of the United States. And this is dated February 2nd, 2021. A week and a half after he became president from the Center for Migration Studies. Biden has issued the following immigration-related executive orders and administrative policy changes since his first day in office. Proclamation on ending discriminatory bans on entry to the United States, first day in office. Executive order on the revision of civil immigration enforcement policy and priorities, where he guts immigration enforcement policies. That was his first day. Preserving and fortifying deferred action for childhood arrivals. That's DACA, which is an illegal administrative act. There's been no statute for it. He did that on his first day. Proclamation on the termination of emergency. With respect to the southern border of the United States and redirection of funds diverted away from the border wall. January 20, 2021. So he says, I need emergency powers. He has them. 
He had them. He signed an executive order to kill them. He can sign one to revive them on his very first day. Still on his first day. Executive order and ensuring a lawful and accurate enumeration and and apportionment pursuant to the Deciano census. In other words, counting illegal aliens. More. Let's see here. Memorandum. U.S. Citizenship Act of 2021. On his first day. On his first day, DHS statement on the suspension of new enrollments in the Migrant Protection Protocols Program. Proclamation on the suspension of entry as immigrants and non-immigrants of certain additional persons who pose a risk of transmitting coronavirus disease, January 5, 2021. Executive order in creating a comprehensive regional framework to address the causes of migration. He's the cause. To manage migration through North and Central America to provide safe and orderly processing of asylum seekers at the United States border. February 2nd. Now, these titles are misleading. That should be called the rubber stamp executive order. Come in line. We rubber stamp you in. Executive order restoring faith in our legal immigration system and strengthening integration and inclusion efforts of new Americans. I don't know. February 2nd. Executive order on the establishment of an interagency task force on reunification of families. Executive order on rebuilding and enhancing programs to resettle refugees and planning for the impact of climate change on migration. Memorandum for the Secretary of State on the emergency presidential determination on refugee admissions for fiscal 2021. In other words, you pretty much have to say you're a refugee trying to leave a country that persecutes you and you're in. They know the language. A proclamation of the suspension of entry as non-migrants of, of certain additional persons who pose a risk of transmitting coronavirus. You might recall they lifted that as fast as they could. That Rule 42. Memorandum for the Secretary of State on the Emergency Presidential Determination on Refugee Admissions for Fiscal Year 2021. Now, the proclamation on ending discriminatory bans on entry to the United States, January 2021, it left certain restrictions on immigrant visas for nationals coming from Burma, Eritrea, Iran, Venezuela, Kyrgyzstan, Libya, North Korea, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, Tanzania, and Yemen. Trump had put a limited ability to get these, uh, these visas on these countries. U.S. embassies and consulates of those countries can resume visa processing, must ensure that pending visa and waiver applicants are not prejudiced by the previous bans. From 2017 to 2020, former President Trump issued a series of travel bans preventing net nationals of Muslim-majority and select African countries from entering the United States. Biden rescinded the travel bans. Uh, effective immediately in his proclamation, he characterized the bans as a stain on our national conscience. No, he's a stain, not only in his depends, but on our nation. The initial travel ban suspended the issuance of visas to nationals from Iran, Iraq, Sudan, Syria, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen for 90 days. These are all hotbeds of terrorism. That's why Trump did it. And that is a stain on our national conscience? Now, executive order on the revision of civil immigration enforcement policies and priorities, January 20, 21. 
It revised immigration enforcement policies and priorities and rescinded the Trump administration executive order, which called for the prompt removal of all undocumented immigrants living in the United States and withdrew federal funding from so-called sanctuary states. Biden's executive order directed relevant federal agencies to issue new guidance about immigration enforcement policies. In other words, he killed deportation. Killed it. Those who have engaged in or suspected of terrorism or espionage or whose arrest is otherwise necessary to protect national security. In response to Biden's executive order, David Pekoski immediately issued a memorandum directing DHS agencies to review enforcement policies and provide recommendations. Uh, who were not U.S. citizens before November 1, who voluntarily waive any rights to remain in the United States, who acting ICE director determines must leave the country. How do you even know that, that, which is the point, when people are coming in illegally over the border and you're not vetting them? That's the problem. And the termination of the emergency with respect to the southern border, which he did on day one, Biden halted construction of the wall along the border, stated the funds for border wall construction would be reallocated following a review of construction contracts. In April 2021, Defense Department announced it's coordinating with interagency partners to cancel border wall project contracts. That's what he did. Let's see. Executive order on ensuring a lawful and accurate enumeration and apportionment pursuant to the decennial census. So, of course, he's very worried on day one that all immigrants, mostly and including illegal immigrants, are counted for the distribution of congressional districts. It goes on. This U.S. Citizenship Act, January 20, Biden endorsed the U.S. Citizenship Act, memorializing his commitment to modernize the U.S. immigration system. Done a fantastic job. Bill would represent the most sweeping immigration reform package since 1990. This is where they won't vote on my comprehensive immigration reform. He had the bill ready on the day he was inaugurated. Now, what does this require, this, this bill that he keeps saying that the Republicans wouldn't support? Provides an eight-year pathway to citizenship for approximately 11 million undocumented immigrants, a.k.a. illegal immigrants. Physically present in the United States on or before January 1, 2021, will be able to apply for temporary... Lo- let, let, me, let me just cut to the chase, America. The people in Washington, D.C. have destroyed citizenship... They've destroyed security on the border. They've destroyed American sovereignty. They've allowed 10 million people into this country who are not vetted, many of whom are would be or will be criminals, terrorists likely. They've made the drug cartels richer than they've ever been. They've created havoc in our streets, death with fentanyl and other toxic drugs. You can see what they're doing to our schools, our health care system, our parks. Our communities, you can see the drag on resources, America. There's seven and a half billion people outside the United States. What if one billion, two billion, three billion want to come here? What Biden did, with the help of his Obama apparatchiks, is Cloward and Piven, two Marxist professors. What do they do? They talk about overwhelming the system. He's overwhelmed the system. Mitch McConnell and the boys are too ignorant and stupid 
about this Marxist movement and what's happening to our country. This guy Langford is a complete, you know, deer in the uh, headlights guy. They're negotiating with the people who've perpetrated all this. Donald Trump says when he comes in office, he wants to track down a lot of these people and deport them. This law would essentially prevent that. This wall, this spe- they spend no real money on a wall. They give it in one hand and take it with the other, despite what Karl Rove's whiteboard says. And his talking points from McConnell and the boys. It would be nice if our Congress would spend this much time on American citizens, on American security. But they won't. The same party that said three weeks ago the border is secure, the same man who burned down our immigration laws, now they say they have a special law to secure the border. No, they don't. It's a special law for 10 million people effectively to get amnesty and millions more to come. There's your bottom line. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. I want to get into some of the specifics in this bill, but a couple of things that should be flashing red lights for you. Number one, you don't need over 300 pages of flim-flam to secure the border and to enforce her immigration policies. You don't need 300, almost 400 pages to do that. With references to other laws. You literally don't need that. That's number one. Number two, it's interesting that the people who support this can't give you the major five things that it does. How does it secure the border? You talk about a 5,000 person threshold. How do you secure the border? What do you got? We're going to hire more Border Patrol. So the Border Patrol Union now supports it. And they're going to do what exactly? If you don't have the virtue to enforce existing law, why would you enforce any law?
Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 of new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Mark Levin, radio's hell-raising intellectual. Call now, 877-381-3811. It always amazes me, America, that these massive bills are thrown at you. They're held secretly. Why, were they, why was this bill held secretly for so long? Because they want to spin. They don't want people to have time to go through it. And I don't mean experts and Washingtonians. I mean you to go through it. So everybody has to hustle. What's in it? What's in it? And I spend a hell of a lot of time going through it, as have a handful of others. And I can tell those who haven't, many of whom are on TV, defending it. And one of the best jobs, not the only one, American First Legal has taken a look at this. Among other things, their lawyers looked at it. And it's headed by Stephen Miller, who will be on the program in our hour number three. It does not end catch and release. Top ten things, or ten of them that they see. Instead, it facilitates catch and release for certain populations. This should be a major red flag for all. It exempts UAC from the new break glass removal authority, which means it is worthless as UAC remain a gaping loophole. We've seen the largest child smuggling operation in history during the Biden administration. It's about unifying families. For context, more than 476,000 UAC have come during the Biden administration. None of them ever go home. It does nothing to end perpetual settlement agreements like floors, which have undermined border security for decades. The bill effectively codifies the administration's absurd asylum officer rule that dozens of state attorneys general are currently challenging in court. They might as well call this the Asylum Officer Empowerment Act. In other words, asylum officers who, in many respects, if not most, favor lax enforcement and lax adjudications. They will be the ones now who can order asylum and as a path to a green card and citizenship. So low-level bureaucrats. The new break glass emergency authority is a disaster. The secretary, quote, may use it if there are 4,000 or more aliens encountered each day 
That twenty-eight thousand per week, one hundred twenty-one thousand a month, one point four six million a year. But he must use it when there are more than five thousand a day over a week, or eighty-five hundred in a single day. Those are insane numbers, totally unacceptable to the American people. He must, must issue emergency authorization if more than five thousand a day come across the border, or eighty-five hundred in a single day. Excuse me, over a week, 8,500 in a week. Now that's BS. This is what I mean. Why is this BS? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this now codifies illegal immigration. If you get to the border and you get across the border and you're one of 5,000, you're in. 150,000 a month, 1.8 million a year. Now, that's ridiculous. A non-citizen are not counted to the total that triggers the, excuse me, a non-Mexican is not counted to the total that triggers the emergency authority. Why is that? But if that wasn't bad enough, there's a provision that allows the Biden team to essentially opt anyone out from new supposedly expedited proceedings. Anyone in any group. You know, you know Biden will do that after an election, God forbid. It allows Biden to, su- to suspend the new authority if he wants to, rendering it utterly meaningless. So here they say, you're hearing all over TV, we have this limit, they got to do this, we give them codification. But what they don't tell you is Biden can swat it away. On his own, he can suspend it. Isn't that what he's doing with existing laws? The bill wastes a ton of taxpayer money, billions here, billions there for more processing, including $1.4 billion for more FEMA grants that provide shelter and other services to illegal immigrants. There's even nuggets like $36 million to provide attorneys for incompetent adult aliens. By the way, where do you go to get a free attorney from the federal government? You don't go anywhere. They don't exist. Mike Lee put his list together. And then I'll tell you mine. Gives the Secretary of Homeland Security unchecked authority to release an alien into the United States under ineffective alternatives to detention. So the detention housing is filled, they can release them. This is what I mean. The language is so slippery. The illegals only have to express, quote, credible fear, unquote, of persecution or the intent to apply for protection determination. I've left. I've left because I... I'm worried. I have fear. My family's fear. We need to come to the United States. Okay, you're in. So I said it allows up to 1.8 million illegal aliens to enter before temporarily closing parts of the border. Secretary of Homeland Security is only required to shut down the border if there are 5,000 average illegal crossings over a consecutive seven-day period. Or 8,500 in a single day. The Secretary may shut down the border if crossings are at 4,000 daily average over a consecutive seven-day period, even during a border emergency, this bill requires the administration to process a minimum of 1,400 illegal immigrants a day. Why are we processing any illegal immigrants into the United States? Please, somebody explain it to me. Where do these numbers come from? 1,400, 4,000, 5,000, 
8,500. What is this? That's one day. Does not count as unaccompanied alien children, UACs, from non-contiguous countries. Suspected of trafficking victims, aliens who are determined exempted based on a decision by ICE or aliens who meet screening criteria for asylum. Also allows the reopening of the border once encounters are at 75% of the number that caused the shutdown. So if the number was 10,000 per day, it only has to be reduced to 7,500 day to reopen. That's why I said this bill is so long because of all the, uh, the trickery that's involved in it. So I just read to you, I know, you're scratching your head. If there's 4,000 daily illegals over a seven-consecutive-day period, the Secretary of Homeland Security may shut down the border. If there are 5,000 average illegal crossings over a consecutive seven-day period, or 8,500 in a single day, he may shut down the border. It requires the administration process of a minimum of 1,400 illegal immigrants a day, a day no matter what. That's 400 more than Obama's DHS Secretary Jay Johnson said constituted a crisis in 2019. So what they're doing is dumbing it down, enshrining and institutionalized numbers like we've never seen before. And this is a border security bill, America. Limits the number of days each year where authority to shut down the border can be in place. Now, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? So those numbers aren't even firm. Now, we have a new variable. 270 days in the first calendar year. That's as much as you can close down the border on an emergency basis. But last time I checked, Mr. Producer, aren't there 365 days in a year? 270. 225 days in the second year. Wow! And 180 days in the third year. So half the year, those numbers don't even apply. Have you heard this on television? No, you haven't. It's not even on Carl Rove's board. It's a little whiteboard. The period that this so-called border shutdown is mandatory decreases in one year. The first 90 days are mandatory. In year two, the first 75 days are mandatory. In year three, only the first 60 days are mandatory. And allows the president to reopen the border at any time. If he thinks it's in the national interest, quote-unquote, to temporarily suspend, suspend the border emergency authority for up to 45 days. In other words, under Biden, there's no emergency, there's no security. There's nothing. Now, I just read to you what amounts to about 100 pages in this bill. And they're all over TV saying, we're going to close that damn border at 5,000. And the right-wingers are distorting this. I said, give with one hand, take with the other. That's why it's so long. Constitution's a relatively short document. Declaration's even shorter. So why is this bill so long? It funds sanctuary cities... And non-government organizations sending illegal aliens around the country. These are NGOs. These are left-wing organizations. $1.4 billion for more FEMA grants to these 
non-government organizations, these radical left organizations that supposedly provide shelter, transportation, of course, legal advice, and other services to illegal aliens, $2.3 billion to HHS for refugee entrant and assistance, and a slush fund for services to unaccompanied alien children. Spending, 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 that's all they know. I just want you to remember, these borders about, we have an emergency, we can shut down the border, the president can do that right away. I just heard this cinema bun say it from uh, Arizona. And yet I just told you that if the president wants to waive it, he waives it. He can suspend it. It's a national emergency, I suspend. This is what, this is what Biden, of course he wants to sign this. Then they want to run around and tell you, look at the great job we did in securing the border. Bipartisan, the Wall Street Journal editorial page, always for open borders. Look at this. National Review, look at that. I remember when National Review was hawkish. Not anymore. No, no. The people proposing this are the hawks, some guy wrote. You're the doves. Like, are you really that stupid that you think we're that stupid? Did you read the bill? These people have not read the bill. The people on TV have not read the bill. They've got their tongue. Look, we have 5,000 here. No, it's not 5,000 here. There's an entirely different provision that gives the president the authority, or it's a national security issue, to suspend it. And by the way, and the other issues here, the limited duration, these are loopholes that are built into this. Subsidizes free taxpayer-funded legal counsel to illegal aliens. Wouldn't you like that, America? Orders the Secretary of Health and Human Services to ensure that, quote, all unaccompanied alien children who are or have been in the custody of the Secretary of HHS have counsel to represent them in legal proceedings. And free legal counsel for any illegal alien who a judge determines is mentally incompetent. Mandates that the government provide legal counsel for UACs 13 years and under. Section 3512-3513. Oh, that's going to be a boondoggle. So you have these administrative law judges who are already overwhelmed. You have these individuals, these low-level bureaucrats who are not going to be making decisions about whether somebody really deserves a refugee status. So they're disseminating the authority, the decision-making, so you can never hold people accountable. The left will absolutely devour these positions with their radical leftists. And you got these idiot Republicans in the Senate. Expands parole instead of limiting it. Does nothing to meaningfully limit President Biden's abuse of parole. The language makes a fake exemption that seems to sanction Mayorkas' current abuse of parole. Under this bill, Mayorkas can parole in all these groups with the implicit approval of Congress. It also creates a dangerous expansion of parole by saying it can now be granted for anyone the DHS Secretary determines has, quote, an urgent humanitarian reason, unquote, to stay and any, quote, culturally important purpose warning the aliens' presence in the United States and so forth. What does all that S mean? It means it's a loophole for a leftist who doesn't want to follow the existing law. And I'll reiterate, why pass a new law like this when we know damn well Biden's ignoring all the other laws? Increases green cards by 50000 a year. For the next five years, this includes 32,000 family-based green cards, 18,000 employment-based green cards, on top of the green cards already issued. Now, why would you do that when we have 10 million people here? 
illegally and others here legally. Why, why would you add to that? It's just incredible to me. Immediate work permits for every illegal alien released from custody after they pass an initial screening. Current law requires six months waiting period after filing an asylum claim before you can apply for a work permit. Under this bill, applicants are granted an immediate work permit if they pass the initial asylum credible fear screening. You know what, says the guy on the ground? I am going to uh, authorize asylum. I've heard your story. You may enter. Okay. And now you may get a job. None of this protects American jobs, American nothing. There's nothing in this bill that requires the deportation of illegal aliens. It's not required, President or Secretary of Homeland Security, to deport anybody. Afghan Adjustment Act creates a pathway to citizenship for over 60,000 poorly vetted Afghans who are brought to this country because of knucklehead Biden's actions. Weakens asylum screening by codifying Biden policy, codifies the Biden asylum officer regulation, powers asylum officers to grant asylum. It's that simple. I'm an officer, I grant you asylum, you're in the United States, and now you can get a job, and you're on a pathway to citizenship. That's it! There's the worst damn bill you can imagine! And of course, there's no immediate funding for the bill. It claims $650 million. It's a budgeting gimmick without any new money. The bill would simply rescind current money and then put it back in with a later date. So Biden and Mayorkas don't have to build a damn foot of wall. It goes on. I'll be back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's $276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professional. Now, my little notes here. So the bureaucrats issue asylum orders now, not administrative law judges. So you have massive more people on their way to citizenship, green cards and citizenship. Uh, you don't need to wait six months. You can get a job immediately. Immediately. And obviously that'll be honey for any illegal alien who wants to come into the United States. On the wall, you know, Lankford's out there talking about the wall, implying it can be built. Uh, the money needs to be used by FY 2028. So Biden and Mayorkas won't spend another penny on the wall. And of course, by 2028, if the Democrats are in charge, they'll just eliminate it. One Congress cannot hold another Congress uh, responsible or hold their hands to a fire. 
the emergency authority is mandatory, but it's not. Uh, Mayorkas has discretion over who it applies to. The president can also end it with a claim of national security interest. And automatically, the authority ends when the daily border crossings drop to below 75% of the level. Uh, so if you have 10,000 and then they drop to, tw- excuse me, uh, 2,500, which is outrageous, then the, even the president can't issue an emergency. So this is all BS, in addition to the other points I've raised. And so you're seeing people comment on it and defend it and support it because they're handed talking points and they just puke it out. I see it in National Review. The Wall Street Journal doesn't care what you hand them. They, they're for open borders. They always have been. And they said politically, Republicans have to sign something. You know, sometimes you got to do what's right for your country, boys. This is one of those times. It's a bipartisan bill. Really? Who are the bipartisan Republicans? McConnell Langford. Not another Republican in the Senate has come forward. So what is this bipartisan bill? We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Remember I told you, I don't mind compromise, but they always get 80%, we get 20 Here they get 99%. I don't even know what, if we get 1%. The, language, the bill is so long because with one hand they give and then there's a whole bunch of triggers with the other hand. But you're built in order to gut the law by a Democrat administration. I would pass a three, a four-word bill right now, Mr. Bilson. Enforce existing immigration law. Four words. Four words. This border never stops illegal immigrants. There won't be a wall built under a Democrat. It processes faster than ever before illegal immigrants with 1,300 or so more border agents. It allows asylum officers who are always leftist bureaucrats rather than administrative law judges, which was a joke to begin with, to grant effectively amnesty, refugee status, on the spot. And the day after, that person get a job. You cross the border, you say the magic words, read them off a card or a piece of paper, memorize them. Asylum officer says, you're in, here's your paper. Then they get a job. Now, do you think that's serious? The border wall. Oh, we have money in here for the border wall, they say. I think I saw Carl Rove say this today. Well, they don't have to spend it till 2028. So let me put it to you this way. It's the beginning of 2024. So during the course of the Biden so-called presidency, and God forbid if he wins again or somebody does on the Democrat side, they're not going to build any border wall. And as a matter of fact, they cannot hold future Congresses 
to the law that they passed today. Did you know that? So none of this matters. For two reasons. One, Biden isn't complying with existing law. So why would he comply with a new law? Or why wouldn't he use the loopholes to undermine the law? That's this, this bill provides loopholes to destroy the bill. But it was the greatest bill ever, ever written in secret by special interests. That's what happened in Washington. Why would Biden enforce it? Since he won't enforce other laws. He defies the Supreme Court on student loans. He defies the Supreme Court that said your health agencies don't have the power to tell landlords what they can and cannot charge during COVID. He defies them. I once played for you a fantastic audio from Antonin Scalia, one of the greatest of the greats. And he always will be. And he makes the point if the Constitution means everything, it means nothing. That if you can interpret words and phrases and sections out of existence, then you don't have anything. He says it's no more than a piece of parchment. And he says, and I've read it to you before, look at the Soviet 1936 Constitution. It's beautiful. In some ways, he says makes our Constitution look like a second-tier Constitution. All the rights that are granted to individuals. But if it's not going to be enforced, it's not going to be honored, it doesn't matter. This bill doesn't matter, even in its horrendous form. It really doesn't matter, because he's not going to comply with what he doesn't want to comply with. He's already made that clear. That's his pattern, that's his history. The media are with him. By the way, I want to say something to Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough is putting on an act. I met Joe Scarborough on a plane a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Producer. Did I tell you this? We put our hands out. We shook hands. Very, very nice guy in person. Really. Very reasonable guy in person. Now, I wasn't sitting next to him on the plane, but not that far. We spent a little time together. The Joe Scarborough I met on that plane is not the Joe Scarborough who's on MSNBC. So what's going on? Then I read an article that he's basically the Biden whisperer. That Biden calls him all the time for advice and so forth. And then you can hear Joe on MSNBC say the most extreme, radical, outrageous things on Biden's behalf, against Trump, against Republicans. This isn't the guy I met on the plane. I mean it. It's a completely different personality. The things he says on the air, I mean, I have to shake my head now. I go, are you serious? Are you serious? And he brings in this conga line like Chris Murphy. Chris Murphy says the border will never be shut. And then I hear this line. Are the Republicans playing politics? Trump telling them what to do? You see what I mean? What do they mean by playing politics? Listening to the voters? Is that playing politics? You see, Washington hates you. 
This is why it was all in secret. This is why they waited the last minute to release it. They're lording over you. They're controlling you. And Mitch McConnell's one of them. Schumer can't praise Mitch McConnell enough. Did you see him give a speech today, Mr. Producer? Did he remind you Joe Biden? Can barely speak. Now, we Republicans can do better than a Joe Biden light as Republican majority leader. We can do this. Here's Nikki Haley on CNN yesterday. Nikki Haley is destroying herself even more each and every day because she's now the plaything of the radical media. And uh, when they're done with her, they'll roll her up and spit her out. That's what they'll do. Okay, let's play cut seven. Go. Are you saying that the former president is playing politics with the border? Well, I think nobody should be playing politics with the border. First of all, he shouldn't be getting involved telling Republicans that wait until the election because we don't want this to help Biden win. We can't wait one more day. You have millions of people. Listen to the assumption. The bill's not even out. She didn't read the bill. I bet she hadn't read the bill today. Folks, this is a very complicated bill. I'm talking to you as a lawyer. It is a very involved bill. And look at the assumption. We can't wait another day. We can't play politics with this. With what? With this. The spell that's going to be released. We need to have it. You know. Go ahead. Being vetted. America's acting like it's September 10th. We better remember what September 12th felt like. So she talks out of both sides of her mouth. Let me tell you something, Nikki. We remember 9-11. We remember what it was before 9-11 and after. We don't need lectures from you. You talk about playing politics. Go ahead. It takes one. This is not a time to play politics. Is he? What I do think is they need to get something out. Of course he is. He's absolutely playing politics by telling them not to do anything. Have you ever heard Dana Mash or any of them ask a Democrat if Biden's playing politics, Mr. Producer? Ever. Ever. This happens on some cable shows, too, where they try and pin Republicans. They never do it with Democrats. But of course he's playing politics. You mean he can't have a heartfelt view that this is wrong? That he can't have a heartfelt view? Don't do anything until after the election when I become president. I'm going to fix this damn thing. Don't tie my hands. Oh, Trump has no right to say that. But Biden has a right to burn the whole damn country down. Right, Nikki? Boy, have you gone off the edge of the earth. What a mess you are. Go ahead. You think they need to do is they've got to put a tough immigration law in place. They did. They put H2 out there. Didn't you read HR2? Did you not read it, Nikki? It was supported by Kevin McCarthy, who the geniuses threw out. HR2, did you read it, Nikki? It was developed by the Freedom Caucus and other Republicans, and all the Republicans were behind it. Did he get a vote, Nikki, in the Senate? Did they even pay attention to it in the Senate, Nikki? No. Well, Trump was behind that one. So was I. So were most Republicans. Go ahead. 
Republicans know we need legislation, and many of them are trying to stop this legislation because they know the president can't fix it on his own, and they know that the border will stay. Because She talks like a left-wing Democrat. So now, if you earnestly oppose this, as I do, she hasn't read it. She didn't read it on Sunday. It wasn't even out. If you earnestly oppose this, you're playing politics. There's something wrong with you. Now you want two million people to come into the country in the next year. It's your fault. It's Trump's fault. It's the conservatives' fault. It's even the Republicans' fault. Biden burns down the damn border, destroys our immigration system, allows millions of people to come in here, contorts, turns into a pretzel, our, our entire system through regulations and executive orders, and Nikki Haley joins the mob blaming Trump and Republicans and conservatives. That's why I can't stand these people. Are the Democrats with whiteboards that go on TV, on CNN and MSNBC and tell us how great the Democrat proposals are? Excuse me, Republican proposals are? Name one. Name one. Well, we have Carl Rove. He's good at that. Now, the Bushies were open border types. Remember comprehensive immigration reform? Always has to be comprehensive. Always has to be over 300 pages. Can't be in plain English. So it's now the fault of Trump, you, conservatives, MAGA? Nah. And then they say, well, you're going to get whipped on this. You're going to have a backfire. You know, this is a hawk bill. You're the doves, the morons over at National Review. Where you used to go. Because you said, you know, these people are smart. Buckley's smart. They're all smart over there. Not so much anymore. If you're going to be McConnell's puppet, just say it. Brought to you by Mitch McConnell. There's Nikki Haley. Still support her, anybody? Getting worse? She's on CNN. And, of course, there's Dana Bash using her to bash Trump. That's all they can do. Joe Biden has expanded real, live slavery on the southern border. They don't say it's Biden's fault. She didn't even ask him a question, uh, Haley, a question about Biden. Not even one. It's about Trump. Chris Murphy mentions Trump. Doesn't mention Biden. We need legislation. This is because that's all Washington produces, ladies and gentlemen, bills and legislation and methane. Lots of methane. We need a law. That'll fix it. No. What did John Adams say? What did John Adams say? Liberty without virtue is not liberty, it's tyranny. If you don't have virtuous people enforcing the law, you have nothing. What did Scalia say? I just told you. If you have people who won't uphold the Constitution, you have nothing but parchment. So we're going to pass a new law because Washington wants to tell you they've done something. Your schools are still going to be screwed up. Your kids won't get into the classrooms. Your parks will be a disaster. Your neighborhoods will be a disaster. They're handing out damn credit cards to illegal aliens. Three squares a day. Bring the whole damn world in here. The purpose of immigration in the first instance. I know we're not allowed to talk about this, but I talk about everything we're not allowed to talk about. 
And by the way, it's all in the Democrat Party Hates America. There it is. A whole chapter on the war, I call it the War on Citizenship. And I wrote about this in Liberty and Tyranny. I wrote about it in American Marxism. I've written about it till I'm blue in the face. The purpose of immigration is to help the citizens of the United States. That's what immigration is for. It's not for communist Chinese. We have more Chinese crossing the border than anybody else right now. Single males. Oh, that can't be bothersome. That's perfectly fine. I right, more when I return. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. Well, it limits the number of illegal aliens in any one day to 5,000. No, it doesn't. There's loopholes to that. So that's a lie. Well, it, uh, you know, we have more border security. That's a lie. We have administrators who will be handing out refugee status like lollipops. Oh, certain people get lawyers paid for by you. I mean, people get stuff that you don't even get. What do you think? You think this is going to stem the flow of illegal immigration into this country? And we're all supposed to go along with the ruling class. The ruling class did this to us. Biden did this to us. How is it possible? That former presidents were able to at least try to secure the border and deport people. We need a brand new law to do that? Don't hand me that crap. The Democrats are laughing. They run circles around that old man in the, in the Senate. And his sycophants, like this guy Lankford, who just got reelected. He's nothing to worry about. Oh, yes, yes. Shut up, you idiot. Good God. They can't even get this right? This is low-hanging fruit. And not only that, there's one right way to handle this. Good God. Oh, you must be playing politics. No, I'm playing life and death, actually. Are the people in Chicago in the inner city, they playing politics? Are the people in New York playing politics? Are the people who've been victims of MS-13, they play in politics? How about the hundreds of thousands that have died from fentanyl? They play in politics too? This doesn't secure the border. There's loophole after loophole. There's more loopholes in this than there is in the tax code. For what? For illegal immigrants. Why? Anybody who was involved in this must be defeated, Democrat or Republican. Anybody. 
If they can't get this right, they can't get a damn thing right. I'll be right back. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company, knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network for half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. The Mark Levin Show, the pool feed for the conservative media. Dive in now, 877-381-3811. I want you to be very skeptical of people, especially on TV, but some radio too. I've been saying this for 20 and 25 years. I've been saying immigrate 20. No, they haven't. You know, as lousy as the left is, especially toward me, in their attacks on me, they actually write the history of this show, in many cases, and talk radio, as well as Fox, better than some others. Now, I don't mean all the... uh, the animosity and the hate. and all. I'm not talking about that. So there'll be a book out there that singles me out as the leader of this, and he's so nasty, and he's so that. But within all that static is the reason they say things like this is because they're right about the leadership of you and me on these issues. Let me explain what I mean. When George W. Bush and John McCain and Marco Rubio were pushing comprehensive immigration reform, remember all that, Mr. Producer? Almost every radio host was trying to figure out what to do. Why? Because they were friends with them. I haven't talked to Marco Rubio since his last book came out when he wanted to come on radio and TV. Not saying he's not a friend. In the last couple of years, I think I've talked to Joe Scarborough more than him, Mr. Producer, and I bumped into Scarborough on the plane. Now, that said, we had Levin surges to try and stop the Republicans in Congress from signing on to this thing because there was a juggernaut growing. Remember that, Mr. Producer? And then the other hosts. After about two, three days of this, they jumped in too. They jumped in too. Now, they were not on this issue 20, 25 years ago. It was very lonely, in fact, because it was being led by the rhinos and other Republicans in Washington, D.C. The push for quote-unquote comprehensive immigration reform. And we... You and I stopped it. Wasn't the others. It was you and I. 
We shut down the phone system on Capitol Hill. That's what we did. And said no. Now we're not going to have to do this this time because we actually have some solid conservatives in the House. But there's a reason why John Boehner, of all the people, singles me out for his hatred in all broadcasting. Sean used to be great, Rush used to be great, then this guy came along. No, Sean and Rush never cared for the guy, whether they talked to him or played golf with him. I happen to know that for a fact. But I was his biggest nemesis. Why? Because I worked with Mark Meadows. Remember him? To remove him. Now, why did I work to remove him? Because he was systematically removing conservatives from committees, like Mark Meadows. I didn't know Mark Meadows from a hole in the ground. I think it was a first-termer. I reached out and said, basically, who are you? Come on the show. And I've done that with other members of Congress who most of you never heard of. They're freshmen or they're sophomores. We bring them on. We try and promote them if we think they're solid. But you in this audience, you stopped that comprehensive immigration bill, and you should have. Washington gets together, they call it bipartisan, the media gets behind it, they use their nasty propaganda tactics against us, wait till the last minute, they get on TV, they lie to our faces, they talk to hosts who haven't read the bill, who don't take notes, who don't know what they're talking about, or how to push back, and there you go, you're off to the races. Next thing you know, you enshrine what Joe Biden has done, with all these loopholes in the bill. This guy, this, this cinema... Cinema from Arizona goes on TV. She's lying through her teeth. Lying through her teeth. She's worked with Lankford all these years, you know. She heads the subcommittee, and Lankford's the ranking member. They become buddies. They give a crap about any of that. Look what's going on in this country. Do these people sound serious? We have a 5,000 threshold. They don't even have that. But as I said, you ought to have a one-person threshold. That's the goal. You're making thresholds, you're actually legalizing, you're building in illegal immigration, which ceases to be illegal. You're incentivizing people. Many immigrants now, I was told the last few weeks, are coming out of communist China. They're sending these people into our country. What do you think the founders of this country would say? You think they were suicidal? You think they were nuts? The purpose of immigration is to improve the state of the American citizen in this country. That's the purpose of immigration. Our representatives are supposed to represent us. Not people who they're begging to come here, who they're subsidizing, and then turning into citizens. And let me tell you something. This cuts across race. This cuts across ethnicity. This cuts across gender. This cuts across politics. The American people don't want to be screwed like this. We didn't ask for it. We didn't vote for this. Joe Biden didn't run for office and say, hey, you know what? I'm opening the borders wide so every a-hole can come in here. The good, the bad, the ugly. No, only American citizens are a-holes. Don't you know? Country couldn't be built. We're a nation, not of immigrants. We're a nation of citizens. If we were a nation of immigrants, we would cease to exist. 
Our identity isn't in the people who come here. Our identity is in our joined, shared American culture. And people who come here from other places are supposed to join in that culture, improve our society, strengthen our society. That's not what's happening for two reasons. We don't know who they are. And number two, we don't assimilate people into our culture anymore. We're destroying our culture. So they have nothing to assimilate into. We have enemies from within, we have enemies from without. If you're communist China, why wouldn't you send thousands, thousands of young men into this country? If you're Iran, why wouldn't you do it? If you're Venezuela, why wouldn't you do it? And they're doing it! Why the hell wouldn't they? And I gotta sit here, and you do, and listen to this crack coming from Capitol Hill? They've caused this damn problem, like that jerk in the White House! It's unbelievable. It's felt in our poorest communities. It's felt in our richest communities. It's felt in blue states. It's felt in red states. Where are all these people? Where are these 10 million people? Where are they? Where are they? Oh, we got 67,000 in New York. That's a fraction of a fraction. 10 million, where are they today in America? We have no idea. None. How much slavery is actually occurring on the southern border? Sex slavery, child slavery. It's slavery. How much is taking place? We have no idea. Who's benefiting from this? The drug cartels that are killing our people. But don't worry. We got a 300-page bill, ladies and gentlemen, with every loophole imaginable. They've got it figured out on Capitol Hill. If the Republicans don't buckle to the Democrats, there is no bill. Oh, like we, we need a bipartisan bill. This isn't a bipartisan bill. This is surrender. This is why they hate Trump, or hated DeSantis, or hate Abbott. This is why they hate them. Even the NBC News, conservatives are, what do you mean conservatives? Those people in Chicago, 99% of who went to that council meeting were black. I doubt most of them are conservatives. I assume most of them vote Democrat. Are they right-wingers too? There's a disconnect even in the black community. A number of black friends, yes I do, who I speak to from time to time, or they speak to me. LeBron James doesn't represent the black community. He's a billionaire. He lives in a white community. He lives like a billionaire. He's famous. Good for him. I'm all for it. Congratulations. But he's not the same guy who's in ghettos. In my hometown, North Philly. Or West Philly. Are parts of New York, or parts of L.A., and so they have nothing in common. They reject illegal immigration. They see what it's doing to them and their communities, how it's affecting them, how resources are being taken from them and given to foreigners who aren't even supposed to be here. But that's okay. We can tolerate 5000 a day and... If we want, we can have 100000 a day because there's a loophole in the provision. 
Oh, really? Yes, there is. Has anybody read it on TV and radio? Jesus. It's amazing. So three, four weeks, I keep playing. The Democrats said the board is secure. Media said, yes, heads bouncing up. Oh, yes, yes, secure, secure. Operationally secure. Plus, who's going to pick our lettuce? Oh, I see. Lettuce. That's the reason people are coming into the country, to pick lettuce. Well, there's not a lot of lettuce farms in Manhattan last time I checked. Or the south side of Chicago or North Philly. Not a lot of lettuce farms where I live. Just saying. Just saying. Such liars. So grotesque. Cocky, stubborn, arrogant as they're destroying the country. Bipartisan, don't you know? Well, who is it? A handful of Senate Republicans. That's bipartisan. All the Democrats. Jesus. Ugh. And I also want to thank all the great hosts who sat in last week. They are terrific. They're just some things I had to address. If it wasn't then, I had to do it at some point. And so last week was the point. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Does social engineering from leftist corporations make you feel like we're living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Pure Talk, my wireless company knows the silent majority is fed up. And I urge all those Americans to stand with a company that champions your values. Those of you who always have your neighbors back, who pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps, who realize that a little bit of elbow grease can fix just about anything. Well, it's time to join your fellow patriots who fled their old wireless company for something better. Pure Talk. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. For half the price of the other guys. And with unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month, the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. And it's a veteran-owned company. Pure Talk is a company you can feel proud to do business with. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin to join your fellow Americans and make the switch. That's puretalk.com slash Levin and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. So ABC News, NBC News falling right into line because that's what Marxist propagandists for the Democrat Party do. So you see, the Republicans don't want this bill. At first blush, Trump would support such a major change to our immigration system. Uh, it's the biggest change in immigration laws in decades. Doesn't tell you anything about the law, not a word. And all the loopholes. But the Republicans don't want it because they want to be able to blame Biden, you see. So here's the answer if anybody says that to you. The Republicans had a bill called H.R. 2. It was the most aggressive security bill on the border ever. Passed in the House and went into the Senate and it died. No discussion, no vote, no congressional hearing of any kind. That is committee hearing. How come the media didn't say that the Democrats wouldn't support that bill? So remember, the answer is there was a Republican bill. And the, the group of eight, McCarthy helped spearhead that bill. They used it to blow out McCarthy. That's how sick they were. 
So they, they create these bills, and then they want you to believe if you'll just pass this bill. Really? Joe Biden issued 94 executive orders destroying our southern border and our northern border. 94. He could erase all of them today with one signature. He won't. Because if Joe Biden is anything, he's a political whore. That's right, I said it! And he does not want to upset his base, which includes illegal aliens, Islamists, Marxists, a whole assortment of reprobates, among others, among others. That's why he wants to sign this bill desperately, claim out of one side of his big mouth that he did something, but whisper out of the other side of his big mouth, don't worry, we've enshrined everything I've been doing. And the moron senator from Connecticut, well, there's two of them, Chris Moron, he all but said the border's always going to be open. Ooh, 20 lashes to him. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, I want to talk to my Christian brothers and sisters for a moment. Of course, everybody can listen in. From carlton.ca. The importance of the land of Israel in Christianity. Christianity. The emergence of Christianity, these important events have been marked by the creation of important religious sites, which can be illustrating the example of a visit to Helena, mother of Emperor Constantine. Helena arrived in the Holy Land of, in 326 CE to identify the sites associated with the sacred stories of the life of Jesus and other biblical characters. Upon identification, some of these sites were recognized by the building of magnificent churches, such as the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which was built on Emperor Constantine's orders after Helena identified its site as the exact spot in which Jesus was crucified, buried, and resurrected. As more of these spots were identified by individuals over the following millennia, 
more and more holy sites began to spring up in the Holy Land. Crusader sites in Akko and Caesarea. They'd emphasize the importance of the land and its sites to Christianity. Part of the Crusades, Christians sought to take back the Holy Land and put it under their control to secure the land and Christian access to the important holy sites that existed there. The Christian Crusade came about because of the earlier Muslim Crusade. That's, it was a response to it. The land of Israel has always been important for Christians over the centuries. Always. Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth. Bethlehem, the birthplace of Jesus. And the land of Israel continues to be important to Christians today. Christian pilgrimage compromises approximately 700,000 individuals per year. Almost a quarter of all the visitors to Israel. And it's increasing every year. Increasing every year. Christianity was born in modern day Israel. Before that, Judaism was born in modern day Israel. As I said, and as you know, Bethlehem is Jesus' birthplace. It's now controlled by the Palestinians. The Temple Mount, which was built by the Muslims, on top of the site of the first temple, so it was purposely built there, is in many ways a no-Jewish-go zone. And yet it's one of the holiest sites in Judaism. The history of Judaism, the history of Christianity, abounds in the state of Israel. When you look in your Bible, when you read your Bible, the holy sites, the great prophets, others who came before us, this is where they lived. This is where they were born. This was their home. Always under attack by outsiders. Always. Yet the Christians survive. And the Jews survive. Will they survive in the Middle East this time? Will they? With Iran on the precipice of getting nuclear weapons? With the Islamists who will do nothing to stop their effort to slaughter anybody who disagrees with them? Jew, Christian, or even Muslim who doesn't join in with them? On October 7th and now, you see the closest ever to the destruction of the state of Israel and all those ancestral holy sites 
that the Jewish people in Israel are protecting. They're all subject to being destroyed, like the Taliban destroyed all the sites in Afghanistan. The Buddhist sites, thousands of years old. Do we want all these things destroyed? Why should our faith be pushed out of the Middle East? By Islamist movements who make false claims of ownership of the land. Where are all the Jews and Christians in Iraq? Where are they? Where are all the Jews and Christians in Saudi Arabia? Where are they? Where are all the Jews and Christians in ancient Persia, a.k.a. Iran? Where are they? The overwhelming majority have been pushed out, pushed out of their homes, their ancestral homes. The one place where they're protected is the state of Israel that has lost men and women defending those holy sites from Palestinian terrorists and terrorist regimes that surround it. Israel is surrounded by regimes and terrorists who want to destroy it, destroy their faith, destroy the holy sites of Christians and Jews, surround it. Now what does this have to do with anything? Well, ladies and gentlemen, people are putting their lives on the line to protect these sites. They're dying to protect these holy sites for Christians and Jews. Dying. Police, IDF soldiers, The Palestinians claim ownership of Bethlehem. Based on what? Based on nothing. Jerusalem, Hebron, where the patriarchs and most of the matriarchs are born. They claim ownership of that. They claim ownership of Judea and Samaria. Judaism was born in Judea. In a little town called Shiloh. Long before there was a city of David, or Jerusalem. The Palestinians claim that too. It's a tiny country. Seven million Jews. Tiny geography. Surrounded by tens of millions of enemy. With increasing levels of technologically advanced weaponry. Which brings me to my point. <clears throat> the Speaker of the House, Johnson, is a very religious man. He's a born-again evangelical Christian. He knows the history of this part of the world. You may not always agree with him, but he's a very decent man. He sees what Schumer, who is not a decent man, and McConnell, who is not a decent man, and Hakeem Jeffries, who is not a decent man, all these reprobates are doing creatures of politics in Washington to try and jam up support for Israel by tying it to other countries, by tying it to the border, demanding 
that there's going to be support to give additional munitions to Israel to defend itself and defend these holy sites? That they vote for a hundred and eighteen billion dollar bill when Israel represents about fourteen billion dollars of that bill. <clears throat> Speaker Johnson says, "You know what? I've had enough of this. That war is ongoing. The Biden administration is undermining the state of Israel. They need munitions. They're going to run out of munitions." while facing these terrorists, these terrorist regimes, who claim all these holy sites, Jew, Christian, and the entire territory, from the river to the sea, they claim. To wipe out the biblical history, the biblical sites, of Abraham, of Jesus, and all of them. The last time the Palestinians and the Jordanians controlled Jerusalem, they destroyed synagogues and other holy sites. Destroyed them. Because they mean nothing to Islamists. Nothing. And they were nothing more to blow out the biblical history of the Jews and the Christians. Speaker Johnson says this is a little country, they're our ally, they were attacked. There's no guarantee they're going to survive. They don't have a massive defense industry, there's not enough people. But the weapons they have, they put the damn good use. But they're running out of munitions. And Johnson says, I'm not going to play this game with the Democrats anymore. I'm going to break out the Israel munitions bill and have a vote on that bill apart from all the rest. And by the way, when funds are provided for munitions for a country like Israel, the money never leaves the United States. Munitions that are manufactured by our companies, built by our American citizens, and then the end product, the munitions are sent to Israel. Basically, they have a, a tab with the Treasury and the Pentagon created by Congress. There's not billions of dollars flowing into Israel. It doesn't work that way. So Johnson says, look, we're not going to be able to break this, this logjam with these Democrats. So let me break out the bill. Because this is a special case for our ally Israel that provides us with intelligence, that provides our forces with defense whenever they can, and by the way, has a technological sector second to none, even in many respects more advanced than our own. And they share that with us for free. They even advance our own weapons. The Iron Dome was the Patriot missile system, and they, they perfected it. And they gave that technology to us because they're our ally. Because we support them and they support us. And he says, all right, let's vote on it. And then the Freedom Caucus says, no, not so fast. Not so fast. That $14 billion needs to be offset with other spending cuts. Johnson says, but the Democrats are not going to go for that. 
They can't stop spending. Every dollar is not the same. A dollar for a pork barrel program in, in Texas or a pork barrel program in Florida or a pork barrel program in Virginia in some of these districts where we have these deficit hawks, and I'm a deficit hawk, a dollar for so-called climate change and electric vehicles and non-government organizations. You know, we spend $6.5 trillion, so much of it, for crap, redistributing wealth, expansion of welfare, all the rest of it. $14 billion. So Israel can defend itself and defend these holy sites. On behalf of all Christians and Jews, as well as other people of goodwill. And the Freedom Caucus says no. No. Because you need to offset that $14 billion. And we have a $34 trillion debt. They're actually wrong. We have a $300 trillion debt when you consider unfunded liabilities. But the Democrats are not going to go along. First of all, they don't support Israel. Some claim they do, but as a group, they support Hamas. Biden is undermining Israel with Iran. So it turns out the United States, directly and indirectly, is providing more funds to Iran, Hamas, the PLO, and Hezbollah than munitions to Israel. So Israel is having to defend itself against American money that has been used to arm up their enemies. And then when it comes to Israel, now we have to have offsetting. Offsetting what? Dollar for dollar. And so the Speaker of the House recognizes that some things have to be defended, like our historic sites and our history. The history of Christianity, the history of Judaism. Our faith has to be defended. These are sites that cannot be recreated. And the people who are defending them. In the Bible. God calls Jews his chosen people. I'm not saying you have to embrace that idea or not. And so we actually have people who are saying, nah, not, not unless we offset every dollar, the $14 billion with a dollar somewhere else. Because look at this debt. Look at the debt. $300 trillion. $14 billion. Seems like a hell of a bargain to me, Mr. Producer, because they're doing all the fighting over there against Hamas and the rest. Yes, our soldiers are dying needlessly. What Biden has done is utterly unnecessary. But I'm not talking about that. I want to discuss this a little bit further when I return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. There's only one people who stand between the Palestinian slash Arab slash Muslim terrorists, all of whom are not terrorists, obviously. He said the terrorists. And the biblical sites 
of the Jews and the Christians. And that's the Jews of Israel. That's the IDF and the Mossad. There's nothing else to protect them. Nothing. Zero. That's it. And then I want to address this financial issue even further. Every dollar is not the same. You can piss away billions and billions of dollars, which our Congress does. And the reason these things aren't done by computer is because people have to make decisions, priority decisions. That's what Edmund Burke said. You've got to do what your voters pretty much want, but you've got you to run it through your own mind and your own conscience. And I'm going to tell you why the Freedom Caucus is dead wrong in addition to what I've already said. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. It's a very important remaining part of the hour. We have a great guest, Stephen Miller, and I want to finish my point. The last segment, Stephen Miller is the founder the baby doc of America First Legal. And uh, Stephen Miller, um, this phony law, which the media are touting, the Democrats are touting, Biden's touting, and the rhinos are touting, the same establishment that's destroyed our border, and the same president who set a fire on our border. Let me get this right, and you can fill in the details. It enshrines illegal immigration and historic records. In fact, it makes illegal immigration easier because you don't even have administrative law judges anymore. You just have asylum officers who are all left-wing bureaucrats stamping asylum. Uh, People can get a job the day after they get this asylum rather than waiting six months. And even the border wall, they can build it. They can spend the money as late as 2028. So they're not going to build a wall. And future Congresses can undo this whole damn thing, correct? Yeah, all of what you said is just true. I want to emphasize one point that you underscored that is particularly pernicious, which is that by letting, so they're called USCIS asylum officers. So these are federal bureaucrats, the deep state of DHS, who work in Homeland Security and in the Citizenship and Immigration Services Division. And they are the left of the left of the left. Like where the communists work and live in DHS is in the asylum corps. They joined the Asylum Corps many, you know, years and decades ago to help illegal aliens become citizens. So, of course, because Democrats know exactly what they're doing and are quite sophisticated and do nothing by accident, they included the provision in the bill that says that these caseworkers, right, just regular old, you know, low-level bureaucrats, have now a magical power to confer full asylum benefits to an illegal immigrant on their own personal feelings and desires. So if that asylum officer says, congratulations, illegal alien, you're an asylum beneficiary now, that's it, it's done, it's over. What does it mean to be an asylum beneficiary? Most people don't know this. People hear the term asylum all the time. But it's never actually said what it means to be granted asylum. To be granted asylum is to win the lottery of all lotteries in the immigration system. Upon getting asylum, you are immediately eligible for every single federal welfare program, food stamps, public housing, Medicaid, TANF, supplemental income, you name it, all of it. You get a green card within a year, and then you're a citizen four years after that. So within five years of the date in which Bayorkas gives you asylum, you are an American citizen. Do you have any idea how monstrously stupid 
Republicans would have to be to even let that sentence appear on a piece of paper that we were about to vote on? Mm. It is it is shocking. And what's also shocking, Stephen Miller, is the ignoramuses who pose as news people and hosts who have no idea what they're talking about. They're handed six, seven, eight bullet points and they regurgitate it. And this is the way Washington works, isn't it? Uh, this is, it's, it's the way Washington works, but it is never worse with the phenomenon you described than on immigration. People will co- cobble together a bill variously of 200 to 2,000 pages, and they'll hand out seven bullet points, and the media will treat the bullet points as though it were the actual legislative text. If you, if you can endure the pain and you actually read any portion or all of the legislative text, what you will find is clause after clause after clause grants brand new discretion, brand new waiver authority, brand new pathways for my or whoever is in office when Democrats are writing it to ease the entry of illegal aliens into the country. There's humanitarian exemptions. There's public health exemptions. There are exemptions for things called orderly processing. What does it mean? It means whatever Mayorkas wants it to mean. And, of course, Biden has the authority to terminate all of it whenever he wants to, because why wouldn't you? So you have to imagine, again, this the, the stupidity here. Months were spent negotiating a product that actually includes a paragraph that says the guy who created the invasion, Joe Biden, can shut off the emergency whenever he pleases. Mm-hmm. It took months to arrive at that outcome. I mean, you just can't even fathom this level of self-sabotage. I am stunned, and I'm rarely stunned by what I see from Republicans. I am stunned, Mark, by what I read in that bill. Mm. And uh, why would Republicans go for this? First of all, I've told the audience, any Republican who is involved in this or votes for this must be defeated because they have to hate the country as much as the Democrats. But why would any Republican go along with this? I, I can't fathom why they would. You know, we're, I, we're, I'm willing to, to, use a, uh, to use a pun. I'm willing to give um, some amnesty to Republicans who heard the talking points. They didn't write the bill. They heard the talking points, and they said, oh, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe let's read the text and see what's in there. Now that the text is out, and all doubt is removed, and there's nowhere to hide and nowhere to run, the only thing any Republican could possibly be saying Kill the bill, kill it now, kill it forever. May it never rear its ugly head again. I mean, Mark, I'm telling you, I've read immigration bills for years. The provisions that they put into this bill are unimaginably catastrophic. For example, again, it creates the ability that's not currently in federal law for even single adult illegal aliens to be automatically sprung from detention if an asylum caseworker thinks they have a credible claim. Under current federal law, and maybe, maybe people don't realize this, you can detain someone indefinitely after they make the claim. It's a mythology that there's magic words in law that spring you from detention. It doesn't exist. It's not found anywhere in the code books. But that myth, that mythology, has been turned into a potential statute by the authors of this bill. So now it is, in fact, and would be true, Uttering the magic words can get you placed on what they euphemistically call alternatives to detention, which is a very fancy way of goodbye, never see you again, enjoy your stay in America. And uh, isn't one of the real giveaways here is they move all jurisdiction for immigration matters, not just cases, 
from Texas and Arizona and Florida into the District of Columbia, which has one of the most left-wing courts in America. Isn't that remarkable? Yes. Well, the example that you give proves what the intent of the entire exercise and project is, because the attorney generals have had tremendous success in the Fifth Circuit in winning major matters against Biden and other circuits as well, too. We've seen some wins in the Eighth and the Eleventh and the Sixth, but particularly uh, in the Fifth Circuit. And so to rip jurisdiction away from Fifth Circuit judges and give it over to the very now left-wing jurisdiction of D.C. proves that this entire exercise was a test by Democrats to see if Republicans were gullible enough to surrender by legislation what few remaining tools they even had to stop the invasion. And the answer apparently is that Republicans were gullible enough to do that, which is actually the most charitable interpretation that you can arrive at. Rather than breaking up that court in D.C., the district court and the circuit court, <laughs> they're handing it more power. The lunacy of the Republican. And it's really not it's not hard to be a Democrat in Washington is, with opposition <laughs> like this. No. And this is a this is what this is what keeps me awake at night is that we have an invasion. The American public, notwithstanding the filter through which these events are presented through so much corporate media is 80-20 against Biden on all things immigration. So it's his biggest losing issue in a whole series of losing issues. Losing on the economy, losing on inflation, losing on foreign policy, age, everything. His worst issue is immigration. Somehow Republicans have not only been unable to develop a winning political and legislative strategy on immigration, but they've actually managed to shoot themselves in the foot and the face in the process. I mean, how bad can you be, put aside policy, how bad can you be at politics to have arrived at this moment? And then you have the predictable editorial page of the Wall Street Journal, which uh, about 30 years ago proposed a five-word amendment to the Constitution, thou shall have open borders. And National Review, which used to be much better hawkish on the border, as a matter of fact, they think this is fantastic. And I think to myself... Fantastic. Are you fools out of your minds? What the hell is going on even with them? And then they say, it's bad politics. It's going to backfire on the Republicans. Just because the Republicans have marbles in their mouth and they can't speak, as you just pointed out, the people feel what's wrong outside of Washington, even in Washington, in New York, all across the country, every race, every ethnicity, every background, it doesn't matter, every geographical part of the country. They see it, they hate it, they know it's wrong, and they're not reading the Wall Street Journal, they're not reading National Review, and they don't give a damn what press releases Senator or Congressman puts out, no? 100% true across all points. No issue has more united every demographic, every race, every age group, in this country against Joe Biden and immigration. The black community, the Hispanic community, Asians, whites, the old, the young, and everybody in between. All united against Joe Biden and immigration. The, the only demographic, as far as I'm aware, that supports Joe Biden's immigration policy is a very, very small cluster of high-income, multi-degreed, city-dwelling, wealthy liberals. But that's it. That, outside that very small enclave, which is, of course, very powerful in the Democratic Party, but numerically quite small, uh, nobody supports Biden immigration. If it were me, the strategy that I would propose is a variation of what the House had just started to do. But I would 
continue doing it for weeks and months, which is that every single day I would vote on at least one, if not more, very simple immigration issues that's one or two pages, maybe three pages at most, and vote on it to show that Democrats are completely and totally insane and in favor of open borders. So, for example, they voted already on deporting DUI convicts and Social Security frauds. I would just keep that going every day, at least every day, if not multiple times a day, pick one issue, four or five paragraphs, to show that the Democrats are completely insane on every single immigration question. So that by the end of this exercise, the American people will realize it's not just Joe Biden, but it's every single Democrat in Congress and their desire to elect open borders to Keem Jeffries as speaker that is the reason why we don't get to have a border in this country. And if you do that in a sustained way and you communicate it in a sustained way, then I do believe that there's a chance here to have a historically successful election in November. But it requires doing the work, having a strategy, communicating a story, having a narrative, and definitely not getting sucked into some bipartisan sellout to give Joe Biden legal permission to keep the border open, which is what that bill is. Joe Biden right now is violating the law. He's engaged in impeachable conduct. Only Republicans think, let's pass a bill to make what he's doing illegally now legal. 100%. And, of course... uh If Trump's elected, they make it that much harder for him to reverse all these things. Stephen Miller, I want to thank you very much. If people want to learn more about America First Legal, where do they go? AFlegal.org. That's AFlegal.org. And as always, Mark, thank you for leading the charge against this insanity. I can tell you it is making a huge difference here in Washington and far beyond. Well, you're a great man, buddy. We appreciate you very much. Keep at it. Thank you, man. Stephen Miller. A great patriot. He really is. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Israel is your country, too. It's the home of your history. It's the home of your faith. It's the home of the people mentioned in the Bible. It's the home of Jesus, his birthplace, of Abraham. Israel is a Jewish state, but it is a home for your people and your faith too. It is protected by the Israelis. It would cease to exist if, in fact, the Palestinian terrorists in Iran and the others had their way. Everything in their path would be destroyed because they seek to extinguish the Jews, their faith, and the Christians and their faith as well as other Muslims who don't share their Islamist terrorism ideology. So when you hear the Freedom Caucus say, we need a dollar for dollar, this isn't some government program. This isn't some welfare program. This isn't redistribution of wealth. People, as I speak, are fighting to protect these sites, to protect this country from terrorist barbarians. 
I'd say that should be a priority. Thank you, my brothers and sisters. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow right here. Take care. Take care.